The NBA playoffs are off and running. Full disclosure, because this episode is coming to you late, I'm going to be true to my picks. So let me put it out there. I picked the Mavs. Knowing that Luka might not come back till game three, I picked the Mavs to beat the Jazz. I picked the Warriors to beat Denver. I had the Grizz beating the T-Wolves. And of course, I've got the number one seeded Suns beating the very pesky and motivated Pelicans. We're going to get into the Western Conference picks as well as my Eastern Conference picks. It's the NBA Cypher. Let's go. Anybody that's been listening to the Cypher knows that I've got a standing rule. I always pick against the Utah Jazz. It's nothing personal. As talented as Donovan Mitchell is, as dominating as Rudy Gobert can be defensively, I just think the Jazz as a whole, because they're so dependent upon their system, and a terrific coach in Quinn Snyder, when you get to the playoffs, system can only take you so far. I've bet against the Jazz the last few seasons when everybody loved them, even when they were top-seeded and they never disappoint. They don't win because they don't have enough firepower. So even with Luka out, knowing full well he may not return until game three, I still think, knowing this, if he comes back by at least game three, I'm picking the Mavs to win this series in seven. When you go to Golden State versus Denver, yes, it comes down to health. If Steph Curry is 75 to 80%, of his normal productive self. If he can still draw attention, not to mention the way Jordan Poole has elevated himself over the last couple of months, Clay seems to be getting into a better rhythm. Draymond is back. You've got Andrew Wiggins, maybe even in a better role because Wiggins seems to be most comfortable when he's more to the background, when he's not the first, second, or third option, but the fourth option where he can roam and really concentrate on defense. He is one of the more underrated defenders in all the NBA. Big picture. The Golden State Warriors have more firepower, even when they're not 100% than the Denver Nuggets do, as gifted as the Joker is. As much as I believe he's repeated as MVP, and he's got solid players around him, he doesn't have enough guys that can go out and get buckets, can get their own. Will Barton, the veteran, can score. I like Morris. But overall, this team is devoid of firepower. So I'm expecting the Golden State Warriors to take the Denver Nuggets out in five games. When I go to the Grizzlies versus the T-Wolves, which could very well be the best series of the first round. Two young teams, the two youngest teams in the NBA. And Ja Morant, a lot of people see him as the face of the NBA. I love the Grizz. I love their depth. I love Bain. The fact that they can score, the fact that even without Ja Morant, they could go 19-2. It shows their depth and their diversity. That said, if they make everything about Ja Morant, and they go up against this talented T-Wolves team, they might struggle. 
like they did in game one. It's not changing my pick. I'm picking the Grizz to win this series in seven games. But I think this may very well be the best series of the first round. And while you're watching John Morant, while you're watching Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., pay close attention to Anthony Edwards. Pay close attention to a motivated Carl Anthony Towns. Don't sleep on what D'Lo can do and his ability to score. The Timberwolves, they may have come into this a seventh seed, but they are a tough matchup for the Memphis Grizzlies. That said, I'm still rolling with the Grizz. And then, of course, you've got the Suns, the number one seeded Suns, the team with the best record in all the NBA. Arguably, the team that also has two MVP candidates. I'm taking the Suns, obviously. And only someone outside of Phoenix. My, I don't know. You know what? I don't know anybody that's going to pick the Pelicans other than Pelican fans. Even they're doing that with their heart. Love the Pelicans. I love the way they grinded it out and earned their way into the playoffs. But I think going up against this talented, deep Suns team, I think at best, at best, this is a five-game series, and it wouldn't shock me if it were a sweep. In the East, you get the 4-5 matchup, the Sixers versus the Raptors. With the Sixers, you've got the star power of two superstars, James Harden and MVP frontrunner Joel Embiid. Do the Raptors have any one player that can match up with Embiid? Absolutely not. I don't really think any one player they have on their roster can stop James Harden. James Harden is not a shooter. He's a scorer. So he's either going to make or miss shots no matter who the defender is. The question with James Harden is not how well he shoots, but how effective he is overall. I've said this before and I'll say it again. The strength of his game is not his jump shot. The strength of his game is his ability to break you down and get downhill, whether he's scoring or setting someone else up to score. So I don't think James Harden has to shoot a high percentage. I think if James Harden shoots 43, 44% for the series, and he's getting downhill and he's getting 12 to 15 assists per game, Philly's going to be in good shape. This really comes down to Philly's star power with Harden, with Embiid, along with the talented Terrence Maxey, who we all saw go off for 38 points in game one versus the depth of the Raptors. And full disclosure, I'd already made my picks. I'm going to keep it 100. I had picked the Raptors to win this series in seven. And I know Scotty Barnes suffered a really tough injury. And without Scotty Barnes, do I think they can win this series? I do not, but I'm holding to my pick and we'll see the situation develop as it goes on. I don't think this series is over. I'm not judging this series off of one game. Philly dominated game one. One game does not make a series. Let's see what happens going forward between the Sixers and the Raptors. Then you've got the 1-8 matchup with the Hawks going up against the Miami Heat. A lot of people will tell you the Miami Heat don't have a superstar. Look, I I don't think Jimmy Butler's a superstar. I think he's an all-star. I'll give you that I think he's had superstar-like moments. 
I think Bam is still one of those guys developing, certainly an all-star player. Tyler Hero is a runaway six-man of the year winner. Trust me on this. Miami is deep. They have veterans, and they can play at any pace. Not to mention the late addition of a healthy Victor Oladipo just added to their depth and firepower. Can the Heat slow down Trey Young? Yes, they can trap him and make other people pick up and make other people have to make plays. Atlanta is shorthanded, obviously, without John Collins. And now we don't know the situation with the injury to Clinton Capella. But if Capella can come back, that is most needed because of not just his rebounding, but his ability to alter and block shots. He is their rim protector. He's the key to Atlanta's defense. I don't have Atlanta winning this series. I don't think anybody did. I think there's a big gap between these two teams for an obvious reason. But I do think if Miami gets off to a slow start and they're unable to trap or control Trey Young, instead of being a five-game walkaway win, this could turn into a series. I expect Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, and the Miami Heat to make sure it doesn't become a series. I think this ends in five games. Then the other matchup, obviously. Sounds like law and order here. No, trust me, it's not. You, you won't be seeing green and Briscoe. Then you've got Milwaukee, the reigning defending champions going up against the Bulls. And I'll make it quick. If Chicago was at 100%, meaning if they had a healthy Zach Levine, if Lonzo Ball was available, if injuries hadn't ravaged them down the stretch, even then, I'm picking the Bucks to win this series. But now all you has, have is the gifted, talented, beast as a scorer, Mr. Midrange himself, DeMar DeRozan. I don't think DeMar DeRozan and a banged-up Zach Levine and Vucevic is enough to beat the Bucks. They might make some games close. I think they take a game, but I think this, this series going up against the defending champions, going up against the underrated three-headed monster with Giannis, with Middleton, and Drew Holiday. I think this series ends in five. And then the last but not least, this series is the one everybody's going to talk about, Brooklyn and Boston. I have the T-Wolves and Grizz as maybe the best series in the first round. If it's not that series, it'll be this series. You got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, going up against KD and Kyrie. Everybody will say it. You'll hear all the pundits say it. It's not a secret. When you look at the way the league is and how the game is played, Brooklyn has two of the best, if not the two best perimeter players in basketball, especially on the offensive end. So can Tatum and Brown stop KD and Kyrie? No, they can't. But what I will say is, Amongst those four gifted players, Tatum and Brown are the better defenders. And they don't have to shut Kyrie and KD down. All they have to do is make them less efficient. Instead of KD shooting his usual 50%, maybe he shoots 44, 45%. And on the other end, it's not like KD can guard Jason Tatum. It's not like Kyrie will be matched up with Jalen Brown because that's a bad matchup for him. So yes, this is going to come down to the help defense by the other role players. This is going to come down to who has better rim protection. And if Boston has the services 
of Robert Williams, Time Lord, if they have his services and he's at 80, 85% of what he normally is, that's going to be a problem for Brooklyn. Because when anybody has seen Robert Williams, this is what I would tell you. Robert Williams is a quicker, more athletic version of Ben Wallace. He can show and recover and play in space in a way that most bigs can't. And even when you get past him, his quickness and his quick leaping ability, he will still make you alter or block your shot. And while no one person can stop Kevin Durant, don't forget, the Celtics have Marcus Smart. They have Grant Williams, who's one of the more underrated 3 and D guys, versatile defender in the NBA. They can throw bodies at KD. They can be physical with KD. KD can shoot over Marcus Smart, but he can't back him down. And Marcus Smart will take his legs away in the post. As gifted as KD and Kyrie is, I'm going with Boston to win this series in seven. Those are my playoff picks. I'm standing by them, fam. It's the NBA Cypher. Next time. We'll